Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome to the Hardwater Fishing Show, Season 6, Episode 2. It is the second week of October, 2022. Frost on the pumpkin. Here we go. And tonight, our topic is Ice Shack Baby. Right? J- J- yeah, it is. And Jeff has prepared a little song for everybody, Jeff. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm Take it away. Shot. Ooh. Hop in the F-150. It's as big as a whale and about to set sail. Woo! <laughs> I got an ice shack and it fits about 20. So come on and bring your ice fishing money. There you go. That was awesome. <laughs> Probably going to get a cease and desist letter. I don't know. You think? <laughs> I think I think we're far enough away. I don't think they'll see us as like, you know, the, what is, B, is it the B-52s? Is that it? Whoever they are? I don't know why that popped into my head, but that's what I thought it was. See, so I was thinking more vanilla ice. Ice, oh, ice. are you, you going to break that out? My, rolling in my 5.0 with a rag top down, some hair can blow. Girlie's on standby, waiting to say hi. Stop, heck no, just roll by. Kept on moving to the next, busting the next stop or something like that. There we go. All right. It's a rap show. It's an ice fishing show. Can we edit that Whatever. out? Can you edit? You need to edit that. I don't know. I don't know. It's Jay. pretty good, though, huh? It that, is I don't, pretty good. It's weird how certain things just stick in your head. It is. Uh, next week, we'll be doing shoop. anyways we are truly talking about ice shacks right so yeah trends what's new this year uh maybe a buyer's guide we've been working on yeah yeah i'm excited for that jason yeah man what kind of drink you got Ooh, i get to go first i'm excited so i'm i'm feeling very festive tonight and and i'm trying to keep in par with the seasons so I am sporting a lining Kugels Oktoberfest. Oh, very nice. Huh? And I haven't had one of these for a while. I know I've had one before, but not for a while. I don't know if they're twist off or... Oh, it is. Did you hear it? I might have missed it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if it would twist, and I did bring a bottle opener just in case. But All right, let's see what we got here. That's not bad. I like it. So Oktoberfest is good. I mean, yeah, it's a on. crisp, traditional German-style Marzan. Is that right? Marzan yeah. beer? Yeah. And there's other... Oh, hang on. There's really small print. Six generations, family brewing. So, yeah, it's good. Not, not like old-style good, but it's good. Oh, I think it's better than old-style. And did you know that Oktoberfest in Germany is actually in September? That makes no sense. I know. I've never been, but I've. Why heard. is it? Why? Why do they call it Oktoberfest if it's in September? I don't know. Somebody can tell us that. Is the, uh, like Hachoba or something? Maybe. That, maybe. I don't. I don't speak German. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I just know you have to make a hacking sound or something. I'm from a German town. I mean, <laughs> but I don't speak German. <laughs> oh my god! But, but I'm I, not German at all. So yeah, I am. I think. I don't know. 
what's cool about Oktoberfest too, I've heard of this, is like it's like a state fair the way it's been described to me in Germany. Okay. You get a huge tent, like they have a beer garden in this huge tent, and each family has like an assigned table that you like inherit. So like it's a beer garden and like you get a table and this goes on for like the whole month or a very long week. It's like imagine the state fair meets a beer garden where you just have a family table and you go there. I think there's some holes in your description. I don't think so. I say we need to do research and we need to travel there and check it out. But we missed it. So we can plan for next year. We can plan for next year. I've heard from from German people that that's how it works. Like your family has a table at the festival at the Oktoberfest. Huh. Well, I'm sure somebody will email us and tell us. Do we have any German listeners, Jeff? Like, There's going to be Germany? some heavy-duty fact-checking, I suspect, in this. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot, which is good. Hey, what are you drinking? Because you're probably getting thirsty. I don't know. This might be German, too. We're on our Texas beer tour, right? Week two, remember? Yep, yep. This is from 903 Brewers, which I'm guessing is maybe the area code somewhere in Texas. Maybe by Austin. No idea. Could be. And there is a guy on it holding an accordion and a beer and a bratwurst and his f- and he has a hat on and it says Zum Howell Z U M H O W L. Don't know what that means, but maybe it's German. I have questions. Do and you want to drink your beer and then answer the questions? I don't know. And the the beer is called Dunkelweiss. Dunkelweiss. And on the back is a there's some language that I literally cannot read because it's so small. Like it is like hieroglyphically small. I can't read it. But it does have a QR code that you can scan to have this beer with our founder. So it brings you to a video and he talks while you drink it. <sighs> Find these things. I and have how- a six pack of beer imported. My brother. Oh yeah, yeah, me. okay. But how does are you gonna open it and then I'll ask my question? Yeah, yeah here okay, we go. Here we fair go. enough. That made no sound on my end. Is it flat? No, but it is a, um, I would call flat? this like a, no, it's not flat. It's like a <laughs> ale. It's a very dark, okay. dark beer. It's good though. Chewy, it's, chewy beer. Yeah. I'm trying to think like a, probably like a nut ale. It kind of reminds me of like okay. a nut brown ale, something like that. Can I ask my question? You may know that I've had a drink. Okay. So you said the guy, the fellow, has an accordion he's holding, a mug. Yes. And a bratwurst. Yes. His face is a pretzel. How many arms does he have? He has no arms. Well, then how is he carrying that stuff? Well, they just stick out. I imagine his arms are hidden behind the accordion. Ah, that's just strange. <laughs> I'm showing it to you. I wish oh, I could show it's this. Oh, it's a caricature. It's not like an actual person. No, but... Okay, it's it's um, mythical stick figure. Hold on, I'm taking a picture right now so that we can add this later. All right, because other people may have questions as well. I will do a full picture, yes. Perfect. All right, so we got beer covered. Check. You know, okay, so I'm going to go on a... We're going to go on a lark here just for a second. I bet you, you might not even know this, Jason. This is... I know a lot. But you know a lot, but I don't know if you know this. Okay. So, do you know that my dad plays the accordion? I did know that. Okay. You have told me this before. So, he plays the accordion. Maybe yeah. sometime we'll get some music to play. You know, We, we could have him do our intro and outro. 
That would be so cool. On the accordion. And you could rap <gasps> to the okay. accordion. This sounds really good. Um, <laughs> we just this lost probably didn't most know. of our listeners on that note. <laughs> when I was younger, I actually played the accordion for a while. For a short And time. what happened to that? I don't know. I just stopped playing the accordion. This you shouldn't give up your dreams like that. I know. I know. So I huh. don't remember how to play anymore. I can play Merry Christmas on the keyboard. And that's about what I remember. <laughs> Not Merry huh. Christmas. Jingle bells. That's what I meant. All right. All right. That, so, didn't know you, I did not know you played the accordion. See? So now that's I'm going to be searching eBay for a cheap accordion to send you. Oh, my dad has three or four of them. I don't, I don't oh. think. <laughs> but I do like the idea of him recording our intro. Heck yeah. All right. I'm going to work on that. And he listens, so, you know. All right. So get, tell him to get to work. Does he write original accordion music as well? I don't think so. I don't know. But the stuff from accordion music is from, like, pre-copyright, so I would... Yeah, think. so it won't probably get flagged. No, I don't think so. Very cool. That was a good beer section, Jason. Solid. Yeah. So patrons, thank you all the patrons for your, for your support. I just say thank you. Yep, you guys are awesome. Thank You're you. You're awesome. There's been a little chatter on the Discord channel. I got to so, get back on that. Yeah, it's good. There's a little chatter on there. That's good. Um, it was it was kind of dry last year, so it was. So uh, patrons, hop on there. We can chat about you know maybe see a preview on the ice shack. Who we could list. put that on our, that ice shack list? Yeah, we can talk about that and we can put that on the Discord site. So yeah, yeah, I like that. There is currently nobody on there, but I was just gonna go look. I'm glad you told me. I'll turn it off. But um, Chris got a really awesome Glacier fish house that he's going to try out. Toy hauler. Looks oh, legit. wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for Chris and everybody else for your support. All right. Show business. Jason, you want to run us through show business today? I will. Uh, we have our Amazon affiliate links that we put up. That A lot of those are under, a, a, well, we have uh, Hardwater Fishing Show gear. And that's on our Hardwater, www.hardwatershow.com. You can find that backslash merch. Instagram, Facebook, best places on social media to interact with us. We're back to checking our um, email account again and on checking the Instagram, reasonably regular. We have YouTube where stuff is posted. And you can email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com. And then we have this link tree thing that Jeff has put together that has all those links in one spot. And that's HWFS at Linktree, right? Yep. Okay. Do we have any fact checks? I don't think we had any fact checks. So fact checks. I got nothing, Jay. I did hear from our head fact checker, though. He he did pop his head up, didn't he? All right. So we do have a couple current events. So, Jason, did there's no way you didn't I don't want this. to talk about this. <laughs> I don't. It's all over. So, I mean, I'll, well, we should just say what happened. And, I mean, anybody that's been on social media, it's there. Some A couple of idiots cheated on a fishing tournament. And now you can't go to a fishing web uh, Facebook page without somebody pay- posting some sort of joke about it or some yes. sort of picture. And my my favorite was fish tacos the with, with the lead weights on top. Oh of God, them. the whole thing just <laughs> makes me irritated. Yeah, it does. You know, it just it just what the heck? What the heck? What the heck? That's all I'm gonna say. The whole all thing right. irritates the crap out of me. It just makes me angry. Now you got me mad. 
All right, Dang let's it. move on. There is move no on. madness. We have fun on this podcast. There's yes, no madness. That's, yes. You <sighs> took me into the toilet on this. Okay, deal. fine. You won't want to talk about this next thing either then. Uh, what, well, just, multiple lines. They're, you're going to get another line? or Oh, that. Oh, that. yeah, that one makes me mad too. Yeah, so. Talk about it. That's a good one, actually, I think, just to talk about it. That's a public information kind of a deal. The other one's just people being stupid and dishonest and disingenuous. Yes, unlike the first tournament one where people were putting weights and fish on purpose. I mean, there's no way that was accidental. There was a fishing tournament on Mille Lacs Lake, and part of the tournament typically is for part of the tournament, there's a time where you can use two lines. But what they didn't do is check the fact that in Minnesota you can only fish with one line. So the people in the tournament said, oh, this is the time when we can fish with two lines in the tournament. Uh, but they didn't really check the local regs, right? They just, they didn't. And so they were fishing with two and got written up because they were fishing with two lines versus one. I read that the promoters or organizers of the tournament ended up just, they said they'd pay their fines or whatever. But uh, Did they actually find them all? They did. They find them all. Every year, almost every year, I shouldn't say every year, I don't know that, but many years there is a bill to try to get two lines in Minnesota, but it just never passes because I don't know if it's necessarily controversial. I think it's more that it's just not, it's less important than some of the other things that they take their time to decide. I, I tell you what was weird for me this summer fishing in Minnesota was that I could only use one line. Yeah. And so this year for the first year, I did a lot of fishing by myself in the boat and I'd put my one line out and I'd be like, I'd really like to try something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting is... So I just kind of stare at my one line and get another <laughs> one ready and then switch them around. But I'm like, I'd really like to have two lines. <laughs> so I was so. listening to another podcast, um, the Iceman podcast, which is pretty good. You know, Listen to ours, of course, but you can listen to others. And they had a musky fisherman on, and she, she said when she musky fishes out of her kayak... She often does too because she puts like a sucker minnow that trails behind the kayak and then she casts her musky lure, right? So the yeah, it kind of brings them in, doesn't really bite on them. But you know, we've done this in the winter where you have one live bait rig and then yeah, another one, absolutely, make noise. a dead stick. And so she must not have been in Minnesota then, obviously. She was in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yep. Yeah, it was a good episode about, about musky fishing. If you're into that, I don't often musky fish, not that I'm against it, I just not something that I get around to very often. In Minnesota, it's still one in the summer, two in the winter. Yeah, and this that was a bass tournament, right? Man, the way them guys reel, I don't know how they could run two lines. Yeah, I don't know either, but I think they probably do like we just said. You do you put one in, you know. And a dead stick. Yeah. Yep. Maybe someday we'll get a change in Minnesota. And every year they try, but like I said, it just doesn't make it to the top of the list, I think. I don't I think it's overly if i see them do anything it'll be like you can purchase the second line sure use it yeah. as a revenue thing might as well it's a good yeah. idea i mean then maybe it'll pass right <laughs> another 10 bucks you can get the second line license or something yep i like it i like it jay see solving problems here <laughs> that's what i'm all about man solving the world's problems all right um you're gonna have to give that into our our lobbying minnesota fish lobbying group maybe they can get that moving for us all right. Uh, so the third thing is not about rules being broken or tournaments. So Carl's fishing. Have you ever you know Carl's fishing, Jay? No. Okay. Nope. So never heard of it. 
I hadn't either, but a few years ago, Aaron got me... There's actually a video on our YouTube channel about me opening this, but it's like a Lure of the Month Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so they kind of run a lot of those fishing Lure of the Month Clubs. I, I'm sure there's other ones, but the one I had was um, Lure of the Month Club kind of thing, right? So they send you a lure. It's kind of fun. Although I think I ended up just getting a bunch of lures I didn't use uh, because typically when I buy a lure, it's because somebody told me it was good or the bait shop told me it was good. So you just randomly get lures in the mail. You're like, okay. It's like when you go on a fishing trip and you buy a whole bunch of stuff and it goes in a Shields bag, a Cabela's bag, or a Mill Sleep Farm bag, right? Or some other bag. And then you get home from the fishing trip and it's all still in the plastic bag because you never used any of it. Yes. Not that I've ever done that. But see, I think it's different than that because like when you do that (laughs) scenario, when you go... Say, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to whatever lake. I hear that the gold dropper chain is really awesome. Yeah, and you right? buy a 30 of them. Right, but then you use them, right? But this would be more like, I got a blade bait in the mail. Never even thought about fishing with a blade bait. It's kind of cool, but, you know, when your time's limited on the water, it might not pop the first thing. Now, if you've been fishing all day and it's slow, you might throw it on there and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Tended not to use them as much, but... So they're opening a store dedicated to fishing in the Mall of America in Minnesota, which is, I think, still the biggest mall in the world, maybe. Or I can't one believe that malls. place is still open. Still there. It's still very busy. One of my kids went there today. Hmm. Cool. But here was the cool thing. You know, it's a store. It's fishing. They got fishing stuff and outdoor stuff. I mean, I want to go there and check it out just for research. They Have, have you ever seen a mall pond? You know, like maybe like you're in the mall, like a Mall of America. And there's like under the escalator, there's a little pond or maybe like a water feature with a fountain. Yeah, I've seen fountains in malls. Yeah, throw pennies in them. Right. Well, they put fish in this pond. Like goldfish or like I don't know, but you can fish for them, I think. That's awesome. I like that. I think how it works, and I want to go see this, is you've been to these fishing shows, right? Where they have like the portable pond the the trout. Yeah, uh-huh. Wish uh, only a hook and you never catch one. I think it's something like that, except it's just in the pond in the mall. <laughs> so you just go there and catch a fish. I don't know. I got to go check it out. How many ice fish, how many fishing shows do you think trout are good for? I don't know. Like how how many like how many states does the average trout fish fishing show trout travel to in its lifespan? Oh. <laughs> You mean in the the plastic pond at the show? Yeah. Do they get little stickers for the little aquarium? I've been to Texas, been to Minnesota. (laughs) I've been everywhere, man. Everywhere. (laughs) Fish. (laughs) It's a musical game today. Musical Uh, show. All right. So I want to see if this is true, that they have a mall pond that you can fish for fish in. You still wouldn't catch one, probably. Probably not because you can't use bait. Um, just like those ones you pay five bucks for ten minutes and all hit, the fish. Hit the food court and grab some Chinese food. Yeah, it's probably put, put a little piece of orange chicken on there. There you go. <laughs> I bet all you'll right. you'll hit them up. So I want to try this. And fact checkers, tell me if I'm wrong. I read about this. I swear, but I don't know. Maybe it was just opening weekend. They threw a couple of fish in the pot. I just I don't see how that could work long term. But I mean, you go to Cabela's and they have like mounts and stuff but you can't fish for the fish in the pond no they, they frown <laughs> they frown about that if you're you, fishing in the big tank at cabela's i think you're gonna get thrown out <laughs> oh gosh oh my gosh fishing report jay i have none done nothing 
I did Not something a... new last weekend. Great. Do share. I I live four miles from the Mississippi River, and I've never really fished on it. So I put my boat away, but we had our gear out, so we went and shore fished on the Mississippi a few miles from my house. Oh, that's cool. And did you catch fish? We caught a smallie and a pike. Nice. On Rapalas. We were using Rapalas. Well, that's exciting. The smallie was fun because they were like the floating original Rapalas with the little... Just the little lip, you know, not the deep. Without a picture anymore, I I have some serious trust issues with you and lures. <laughs> For all I know, it's, it was a daredevil. It's not a lazy Ike or a, a Mister Twister. Nope, it is a <laughs> traditional Rapala with the little lip. Blue was the color I used, and so you're cranking it in, and it did one of those like jump out of the water and smash it things. Oh yeah, oh, it was so awesome. Like shallow water, you're reeling it in, and it just just destroys it right just comes in and boom hits it and so that was fun the pike was kind of small and whatever but yeah so we got in there and caught a few that's awesome did your kiddo catch any or were you catching all the fish uh unfortunately i caught both of them and when you're shore fishing they both hit right by the shore it wasn't you know sometimes when you're in the boat i'll hand them the rod but yeah you couldn't do that it like i mean the one smashed it like on the top of the water and probably like two feet of water we were mm-hmm. close to shore it just wasn't a lot of opportunity but i let him hold the fish and he released it and stuff but cool this weekend i'm going to try something different also so i'm going to fish the mississippi twice in two in a week so we're going to go have you ever heard of these fishing barges oh yeah absolutely yeah there's there's a couple um in iowa and one on the iowa wisconsin border or something so there's one on the the Wisconsin-Minnesota border. It's about two hours from my house, so it's a little bit of a drive. But we're going to drive down there for the day, fish off the barge, you just bring your rods, and I guess you go out there. We'll find out how it works. Yeah, I thought about doing it because um, they open up pretty early in the spring and stay open pretty late in the fall. And Yeah, for a, for an easy, no-work no type thing, you just grab a pole and you head over to the barge. And yeah, some, so... You know, they're anchored usually in obvious, they're in really good spots usually to where the walleyes are swimming around and people do pretty good. So I've seen pictures of sturgeons mm-hmm. and I've seen pictures of catfish and walleyes and northerns and sunfish. So I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. No, that'll be a good time. He'll like that. That'll be yeah. good. So that's what we're doing this weekend on Saturday. Cool. It's a little, little bit of a drive, but we're going to go drive down there and so they have sandwiches and bait on the barge. So I'll. Oh, yeah. Give a report next time. Yeah, very cool. All right. Uh, the other thing is with one, two things I guess I used. We talked about those Rapalas. The other ones I used on the Mississippi was swim baits with a paddle tail. Yep. Those are pretty yeah. good with a We've jig. We've had pretty good luck with those at different times. Yeah, they work pretty good. So I bought live bait, and I said I'm not buying live bait again for a while because we didn't even use a live bait. We just chucked that stuff and it worked all right gear i got nothing but we're gonna talk about ice shacks i mean the whole show's gear <laughs> basically usually it's so, gear until we can i'm go excited fishing. for this topic this is an awesome topic it's it gives people time to think about what they want to do all right jay why don't you lead us in here all right well we did kind of a lead in we're gonna we're gonna talk about ice shacks tonight and we're gonna walk through some of the options on on the market and we're gonna kind of try to categorize them for everybody we're working on a spreadsheet. We may get it out. It's a good possibility. 
Maybe. That'll be helpful to kind of compare models. People that are good could probably even sort it if they wanted. Um, so it'll be kind of cool. So which one do you want to start with? You want to start with hubs? Yeah. So first, I think I wrote down this, that suitcases are dead. I don't think they you are. Can, you can't buy one, I don't think. Even Clam, I think, was the last holdout on one of those. Yeah, I haven't seen one for a while, a new one. They are gone. Even even on the ice, they don't see them. Uh, there's still some around. Some people swear by him. I, I got a buddy who still uses his every winter. He takes his uh, Jiffy gas auger and fires that sucker up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yep, got a gas auger. Why? Because it still works. It, he likes his suitcase, and we fish farm ponds and stuff. And yeah. So it shoves it in the back of his pickup and goes fishing. You hear one of those gas augers crack off now, and you're like, what's that? It's so, I know. It's so loud, right? You're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, I you know I still have that propane one. I I think I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I bought it like one year before electric stuff just exploded. Yeah. So yeah. it has like four holes on it on the new power head. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I wish we could try them all. I was thinking, you know, like car shows. You know how they lend out cars. Oh, they I think lend out ice shacks. We would need to take some serious time off work to do that. It'd be nice if, if they would set them all up on the ice or something. You could kind of go around and fish in each one and get a sense of how they all fit, set up and set down, especially with flipovers and, and hubs. Yep. You know, trying to get a sense of how this thing packs down and how it puts up. Because the ice show helps. It helps to sit in them and see them. Absolutely. Using them is another level of interest, right? Things you don't think of when you're just sitting in it that you, when you get out there, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Or, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, you don't notice, like, if the seat's an inch or two too low when you're just trying it out in the store. You notice that after you've been sitting for four hours. Your butt's you know, flat. Or, or you're, yeah, you start getting in the hips or something. Or when you do a hook set, the ceiling's too low or something. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. whack. Knock yeah. the rod, a tip off the rod because you're trying to hook set the hook. So I've noticed this a lot. Zippers can be a problem if they're cheap. So how do you know what's not a cheap zipper and what is? I have had some challenges with clam zippers. I've broken the tags off of them and you create a new one, right? Like Are you talking just the pole? The pole, yes. The like pole the whole metal thing or just the string on the end? Just the po- the string. I've oh. broken a bunch of them. And so you can make new poles, which is nice. But yeah, I've, I've bent them. You know, sometimes those hub checks have a lot of torque. Yep, on the hubs. Yeah, they are. They can get really really tight and when you stake them out if you don't have the doors shut when you stake them you can really get yourself into some problems i don't think it's as big of a deal on the flipovers because they don't get as tight okay but, but the hub ones i've had problems i use my door so little on my clams right on a hub right on the on my flip over uh, uh, flip over sorry on your flip over but on a hub you need unless you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna need to use the door <laughs> yeah you can't just flip them up do the limbo underneath underneath yeah, yeah tunnel be, make yeah, a tunnel, tunnel. <laughs> yeah it's swimming all right <laughs> it's like a anyway sorry we digress yeah which but, is normal but zippers i would just pay attention to those and otter ones i'm not sure but i know eskimos use the ykks which are like the industry standard of best yeah ever. but uh clam i know doesn't use those or at least they're not telling you they do if they do and i, I don't think they do so just something to keep it keep in mind i've bent a bunch and not something you're going to figure out until you're out in the ice. And yeah, absolutely. It's cold, and then you can't get the door open. 
<laughs> so on hubs, Jeff, what, what did you find as you looked at these? What What is the feature you like the most? There's two things to me that are like, I don't want to say no-go, but they're very important non-negotiables. Today, if I bought a hub shack, I want a full door. Yeah. You're not jumping over the triangle? I don't have those in the hubs I have because I bought them in the past. But if I was buying one tomorrow, the full door, anything that doesn't have a full door, I would write off. Just... I completely agree. They're just it's just behind the the evolutionary change. So which ones have the full door? Well, should we look at our thing here? Yeah, well at least it gets a start, then we can do a yep. search. Um so full door. A lot of the clam clam doesn't have the full door. Clam's a no go on the on the hub shacks right now. Yes, they have no full doors. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me I would not buy one because until they come up with a full door. I agree completely. Well, that eliminates a whole bunch of clam shack, clum, clam hub shacks from the list. It's a good thing I spent all that time putting the... Yeah, well, that was easy. Those 10 <laughs> clam hub shacks are a no-go from our perspective because you can get into an outbreak Eskimo, the 250XD, for 429 bucks, And that's the most expensive, right? Because that's, that's Eskimo's website. Yes, Right, so that's that's top of the market. MSRP or whatever MSRP, you which usually you can find them cheaper than that, and and that's a two to three person, so probably too comfortably, and that's got a full door, and two two one regular door and one full door, right? Yes. Yep. And that one is um, 112 inches by 112 inches. So that's a square. That's square. Yeah, it's square too, which is sometimes something to think about with hub shacks because yeah. Um, if they're multiple, like six-sided, sometimes your sides can be short. And the height on that one is 77 inches in the center. Unless you get the really tiniest hubs, you can stand in them all. They're all you can stand in all of them. So that's all pretty consistent throughout. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in the market for a new one and you want to start with the smallest one, I mean, I, I think that X that 250 XD. So what does Otter have that's comparable to that? So Otter also has a full door. Okay. Those are the only two that I know that have. They have the Otter Vortex Pro. And how big is that one? Well, they have every size. So last year, okay. Otter only had like one. They had kind of the, they only had one level of the full door. It was the, not the cabin. It was, hold on. It was not the cabin. It was the lodge. Two, size two of four, right? Which is 499. So I think that's equivalent to what you just, the 450 XD yeah. talked about. How much is the 450 XD? The 250 the 250XD or the 450? 450. 450 is 529. Okay, so the, the Otter Vertex Pro Lodge is 499, so it's right there. So the Pro Cabin, though, that's their small one? Yeah, it's 399. That's 399, so they're undercutting Eskimo on the 250XD. Yep, and they're about the same. And and I have yeah. the Vortex Pro Cabin without the door because they didn't have it when I got it. Last year they only had one size, now they have four. It's good for two people, like... Yeah, me and my kid will fish in it, and it's lightweight. I like it for walking out. It works great for that, and quality of otter is pretty good. It's insulated. So the the otter is thirty six pounds. The Eskimo is thirty eight pounds. So the otter is twenty bucks cheaper, thirty bucks cheaper, and two pounds lighter. And I pull that thing out early ice with, and we it works great. Huh. But you don't have the door. I don't, which means I need to upgrade. So as we look through otters, let's kind of compare up. So the mo 
So the biggest one Otter has, that's that Pro Resort. No, the Pro Monster Lodge, I bet. Yep. That's and their that's, big dog. That's the one that Oli, who's been on the show, uses for ice camping. Oh, that thing's huge. So this has got some neat features. Does I wonder if the Eskimo has some of these. This is like a propane hose port, that kind of thing. I don't think it has a hose port, but the I think for the most part, Otter has some extra pockets, like some rod holders that the, the, the Eskimo doesn't. But they're pretty comparable. To me, they're the nice-to-haves, not absolute have-to-haves. But if you're spending the money, you might as well have it. Yeah. Let's see. So the Eskimo Outbreak 850 would be the comparable. All right. So the Pro Monster, Pro Monster is $799 yep. on their website. The XD 850 is cheaper. That's $739. Interesting. But they're- yeah, it is interesting. They're in the ballpark, though. Like, you're going to pick the one you want at that price. Yeah, you're kind of going brand at that point. Right, right. Um, 114 square foot. You know, one of the differences between these, which is going to come down to kind of a personal preference, Eskimo has gone to that gray interior in all their shacks. So they no longer have a black interior. Pros and cons to that, Jeff? What do you think? It's not so dark. I don't care about the interior color. I... I guess if you spearfish, but I feel like it's such a small percentage of people who fish that way. It's I know. It's not a big deal. It, so it I'd almost matters. rather have the gray interior, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, there used to be like, I want to have a blackout so I can see in through the hole, right? Like, so it blocks all the light from the outside so you can see through the hole well, through the ice. But some of that's so the fish can't see it too if, if you, you're not casting light. But the downside of that is if it's a real dark shack, you have to have a light, which then shines down the hole. Whereas if you have a lighter interior, maybe you don't have to have a light, so it doesn't shine down the hole. A fish might notice it if there's 134 square feet of shack that's a dark spot over the rest of the sunny sunny lake, right? I mean, could make a difference, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know how you test that. Or maybe they would like the shadow and it would attract them. I don't really know. I mean, I don't know. Now, Eskimo claims even with the gray interior, you can close the windows and you can still see for sight fishing. I did not think of sight fishing when I think of shacks because it's not something Mm -hmm. I do, not something I've ever done, but it doesn't mean it's bad. I just, I don't think the majority of people who are sight fishing are walking out with a Monster Lodge $800 shack. I just don't, I don't think that intersection happens. The Eskimo HD... Or XD, the big dog, is 68 pounds. Let's see what the Vortex one guy is. 73 pounds. So the otters are lighter Yeah. for the hubs, which I didn't I didn't see that one coming. I kind of thought the Eskimos would be lighter. The other thing that those are all is thermal. That's another non-negotiable They're to me. all thermal. I think yeah. at this point you should be buying a thermal. Well, I, maybe. I think we're thinking very specifically of northern Minnesota when we say you need a thermal shack. If sure. you're in Iowa, you know, you're on that southern edge of the ice belt. Maybe. Where, I mean, and I, I take this from my own example. So using my clam, my small clam, most of the time, and it's not insulated, other than, I do, you know, obviously the condensations on the longer sit sometimes is an issue. Running a small, a little buddy, oftentimes I have to shut it off because it's frying me out of there. Yep. You almost just if if you're if it was not twenty below and some of those smaller insulated shacks, I mean you about can heat the thing with a candle. So 
I don't know, just some, and weight, weight comes back into it. If you don't need the weight, why are you carrying it or the expense? I don't think thermal adds that much weight though. If you look at, there's a couple Eskimo ones in our list and they have a non-thermal and thermal version. It's like five pounds or less difference. I mean, it's five pounds. So if five pounds is important to you and you're walking out three miles onto some ice, I guess that might make a difference. But I think in general, the thermals don't weigh enough to make a difference. Okay. That's fair. Like if you look at the weight difference, because Eskimo has a, whatever, a quick fish three and a quick fish three I. They do. Yeah. The weight difference is. That and that's on the hub, right? Yeah. Yep. And on the flip over shacks. So really, as far as new new uh, hub shacks, let's kind of wrap up hub shacks here. Yeah. With the new hub shacks, Eskimo is pretty much running their same line from last year. They just came out. They've been expanding. I think they fully expanded the doors last year and got them, got them up and going manufacturing. They had had them the year before, but just kind of introduced them. Now they're off and going, and Otters followed suit in all of theirs. They have a wide line now that has the, the door. So somehow that patent... Got figures out, figured out yes. between those two, so I'm not sure what how they they worked out. Somehow Clam got left out of that deal. If you look at the break of flipover versus hub shacks, Eskimo is more focused on hubs than they are flipovers, and mm-hmm. Clam is more focused on flipovers than they are hubs. True, like they both have them both, but That's you can point. tell that like Eskimo spends more R and D or more time researching into their hubs, where Clam's like we better have a hub. Uh, that's how it feels that's like fair me. yeah and i feel like the other way too is eskimo knows they have to have a flip over and their flip overs are nice but like they have maybe i can't remember how many are on the list but clam has a lot more options and a lot more variations of their flip overs i guess at this point since i don't own either one i can't really speak to durability between the have, eskimo and the clam i have both actually i have um a clam i have a clam and a i don't have an eskimo i have a clam and i have a otter they both, I mean, the clam we slept in last year, mm-hmm. it works great. Poles work great. It, you know, as long as your body is shaped like a taco chip, you can get in out of the door. <laughs> I'm not shaped like a taco chip. So it's kind of a falling forward, falling back kind of entry and exit. That's the problem is the top, they call them D doors on, on uh, Eskimo's site, but really they're taco chip. They're triangle shaped, right? Like taco chip. And I'm not taco chipped. I'm probably more, I don't know, how would you describe my shape? I'm probably... Block of cheese? Yeah, <laughs> block of cheese. <laughs> I'm more square and bumpy. <laughs> I don't know. Pillow with legs? <laughs> Pillow with legs, you know. There's some <laughs> thickness in the middle. Anyways, I'm not taco chip size. So I need to go on? I mean, you invited the comparison, so I can keep going. All right. So luckily, the door that looks like a block of cheese is the door that's full. So they both have been durable. I mean, we've had it out there below zero. I mean, we stayed out in the ice last year in my clam, big one. The otter one I have works great. No one I have taken that out. It's thermal. And again, besides the taco chip door, we're okay. So if you're looking for a two-man shack, hub shack, I would say Eskimo or Otter. Otter is the yes. way to go. And and just I would go personal preference, price, color, but for the most part you probably can't go wrong with either one of those. I would go Eskimo because I like red and it's it's red. So I like the Otter cuz I have one, but I I am kind of like this is going to sound really weird, but I really am because of my zipper experiences, 
with the clam, I really like... I wanted to check out those Eskimo zippers and see how good they are. Because the other ones aren't bad. They're fine. They're not like the clam ones, but um, I'm kind of intrigued. The other so we can thing, check that out at the ice fishing show. Yeah. The other thing that we I didn't put here, but the otters, some of them have lower windows, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Because the window height can be really high on some of them, and you can't see your tip up. Yeah, and that's, that's annoying. Clam has like a lookout one that has more windows, but they're still up high. So I think... <laughs> Otter has a few more of those little touches that clam might not, but or I'm sorry, not clam, that uh, Eskimo might have. But I'm with you. You can't so, go wrong with an otter. You can't go wrong with an Eskimo. So two things we need to remember to report back on. An update, right? We need to look at when we go to the ice fishing shows, we need to check windows out and check yes. zippers out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Zippers on the ice shacks. Y- yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, you check out whatever you want when I'm not around. Okay. All right. All right. So, and they both lines have pick your size, right? Monster, not, well, one's called actually a monster, but like big, really big for ice camping or small for like walkout. Both of them have options at all those sizes. My, my cousin Dave bought the Eskimo. He has the, it's the Breakout 450. Yeah, I think that's the first one that came out. And then they came. He, he really enjoyed it. So he fishes with a couple of his little people. Kiddos like, was like three when he first started ice fishing with her. You know, and you get them all bundled up in the, all the stuff and they can barely move. And I, he really liked that shack. And, and, you know, the fact that it wasn't super dark inside too was nice for him with the kiddo and the fact that she could cruise in and out. You know, it was, it's really worked well for him. So he's been real happy with it so far. Yeah, I have lots of pictures of my kids in my hub shacks. They're a lot easier to deal with with kids. The, they're awesome. They pack and store so well. That's yeah. one of their big benefits. They are light. They fit in a car and a trunk. I mean, but some of their challenges are it's harder to get those ice stakes. The, the ice anchors in. So I still think that's a solvable problem with a drill and an adapter. Well, And that's what I do. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's still like... It's a little more work than just flipping over your clam. If you're ice fishing with kids, the whole thing's just about being out there with kids and you're you're going to work. <laughs> you're you're going to work. There's no not working. Once you set that up, you're going to be in for a sit. You're not going to want to move 10 feet over. It's it's a yeah. sit and fish, which run and gun is good. And sometimes sit and wait for them to come to you is good too. And you can never get a flip over big enough to have a party, but you can get some of those giant hub shacks and you can fish four or five people and you can connect them yeah yeah you can have a whole hive there's a ice shack for every purpose so don't just have one have a hub have a flip over have both right i mean you i don't have a hub see i'm thinking hard about a hub let's move on to flip overs all right so flip over shacks jeff what's your favorite one that you came across okay so there's different reasons right different ones for different things and i think hit me with it it's more important than with the with the hub shacks. I think the flip over shacks are more various. So I think you need a one person walkout early ice. So let's let's talk that first. So Clam and Eskimo both released some new one person walkouts this year. Eskimos have a wider base, right? That was their. Am I remembering that right? Yes. That that was one, their improvement. The wide one. one. And it's it been is. out for a while. That one's not necessarily new, I, I think. I thought that was a new. There was something yeah, new about that. They call everything new. When they you talk about color. the clam, and I'll go look and see what I remember. 
okay. on Eskimo. So I picked for my walkout one person the Scout XT Thermal. And like you said, they did actually change them a little bit. The XT, so they made them taller at the front. So they're a little taller. Now, a Scout, you're not going to stand in. It's too short to do that generally. But it does make it bigger, so it just gets bigger. However, and I like this one because it's lightweight. It's easy. But they did go away from something that I used to like is the poles now have to extend. Before you had the flip over that the poles just flipped over and it was super simple, right? As yep. portable as you can be for one person. And so I think they cheated a little bit on that. I think they had to to get the taller height of the tent. They had to make the poles extendable. And I, I don't know if the trade-off's worth it, to be honest. Okay. That's what I would pick. So the Eskimo, I remember the change. They actually made it so the front poles extend out. So they gave it more fishable room in front. Now... Here's what I like about the Eskimo. You can see a trend emerging here. The Eskimo, and I'm not. And once again, just so people know, we don't. We're not sponsored by anybody. Nope. Zero. <laughs> zip. Zilch. Zero. The uh, Eskimo has on their so they have wide one thermal, and then they have but that wasn't the one I liked the most. They have the wide one XR thermal. It's still a one man shack. It. They're a little proud of it. It's like six hundred bucks. Mm. Whew, uh, one but man. It's, it's one man but you know what this thing is not like super small okay. it has an expandable wide bottom again so 32 percent more fishing so it goes out it's fully insulated but this one has a windbreak mode okay so you put it half up then you can flip it down quick too so you can kind of run windbreak mode start getting cold you can flop it back down so I thought that was kind of nice. They also on this have, and y'all tell me this is different than the, they, their window has a zipper enclosure. So it zip, the window zips. I've never seen that before. Huh. I know some pull out and some don't, but I've never seen one zip. This one zips. When I want a one person walkout shack, you want the simplest thing you can get, in my opinion. And I find anything you have to extend or futz with to be unneeded that's why i don't love those wide ones because you have to move poles out to make it wider and it seems if i'm a one person and i want to go fast and quick i want to flip it up and down and i don't want to mess with anything else did you look at chairs at all in the clam i have a one person freeable actually it doesn't even have a chair i don't even use it because it's lighter weight i just bring out a, a chair so how about in the clam though the clam they have, um, they have chairs. They're not like meshy, nice ones like the Eskimo ones. They're just, do they swivel? I believe they go back and forth and swivel. Yes, but they do. They swivel side to side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I know they go back and forth. I don't know if they swivel like side okay. to side. I, I really like the mesh seats. You know, I, I have some tree stands that have mesh seat compared to like just a padded seat. I also my boat. Did I tell you this? This is kind of sidetracked, but my boat. I put those Millennium seats in it this year. Did I tell you about that? You did. You told me. Yes, I mentioned that. Listeners. <laughs> no. So I bought the Millennium. There's these Millennium boat seats, and they're the mesh seat. If I, did, I didn't mention that, huh? In our la that episode. No. Uh huh. Oh well, here's a real sidetrack. So I bought for my boat this taking year. Taking the exit ramp off of our conversation. yeah. We're taking the complete seats. exit ramp, but it comes into those mesh seats. So those mesh seats for my boat, and they are super comfortable. So if you're looking for a good boat seat, these Millennium boat seats are awesome. And they are made for big people. They have a 300-pound capacity. 
Like people shaped like cheese. People shaped like pillows. <laughs> like pillows. Or okay. kegs. A more shaped, I don't know, like a barrel with, you know. A pillow's more, light. A, pillow's a more light, barrel yeah. shaped more with a head shaped. and legs. <laughs> and yeah, for me. And and uh, they're great. So highly recommend them. But they're the, these Eskimo seats remind me of those where that's that, that nice mesh that you don't have padding that gets wet. I would love to hear from somebody that's used them for four hours and see how they do. Right? The Eskimo like, seats? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad or good. I just, I've never okay. tried them. Well, there you go. Somebody call us, tell us, email us. So you're getting the wide one and I'm getting the Scout XT Thermal. Yeah, I think, I think I'm getting the wide one XR Thermal. Wide one XR. Isn't it fun when we can pick things and don't have to? We look don't have at the to price, pay for it, but we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, and there again, I think you know we're we're kind of just window shopping right now, so I think we're going to have to revisit some of this um, when we go to the ice shows. Now we've yes. picked these, and then we can come back and say, "Yeah, I hope you didn't either." Yeah, I'm glad you bought it when we when you listened to our show, yeah. or <laughs> if you haven't used it yet, you might want to return it and find out, or we'll take it for a discount, or you know. Jeff will buy it at discount yeah, to his right. fleet. So yeah. Um, okay, so let's say two man. Yeah, because we said, what did we say about a one person tow behind? Why would you ever get one of those and tow behind and just get a bigger one? <laughs> if, you're if, if you could tow a shack, yeah, why well, I don't? I wouldn't get a one man. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I wouldn't necessarily get the biggest two man either because I think to your point, some of those bigger ones. So with they've got that extra bar that comes down from the top, and yeah. there's a lot of messing around. Right. They, they take longer to put down. The bigger the shack. The more it takes to put it down and put it up, they got extra things, poles and gadgetry pole, a pole off a pole. Um, the one I was trying to remember what brand Ron, my uncle Ron has. It's free, it's free bowl. They're free. Is bowls. it? A, it's older now though. Like it's not the most. No, but I thought he replaced the fray bill with an otter. Oh, I've used the Frable that had the side doors because Frable was one of the first ones to have side doors. Maybe it, maybe it is the Frable. But it had an extra pole that you had to fight with. I remember yeah. the wind, like the wind was blowing at me yeah. and I couldn't even get the pole in there. And yeah, I, I've been there. We we talked about, we haven't mentioned Frable at all because it doesn't seem like they're alive on the Ice Shack world. It feels like they gave up. If you're from Frable and you didn't give up, send us an email. Yeah, yeah, I know. And tell us you're live, and we'll talk about you. Maybe but they're I, just bad at making websites. But I, I, think I don't know. It looks like they're they're gone. I mean, they're still making stuff, but their Ice Shack stuff hasn't been updated for several years. And Frey Bill, if you're listening, reach out. We'll talk to you. <laughs> they just haven't kept up. I mean. It, it just there's no thermal, there's no big doors. Well, they had a thermal, and they probably still do have a thermal. But I, I yeah, you're right, they did have a thermal. They yeah, they had stuff. a thermal. But they I mean, actually, they were one of the first to go to the side doors, weren't they? I think they were. Yeah. You almost wonder if they sold the patent and then just sitting back and making money and said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't mean, know. I suppose I could them. look up the patents and see, but I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine on their website, but you know, Clam probably has nine hubs. <laughs> but none of them are none of them are new. No, uh-uh. and they, you know, they're not following some of the innovations that's going on at all. So call me if if I'm being too harsh, but yeah. that's why you're not hearing about us from Fraybill. Okay, so two man, flip over. 
walkout, right? We're talking walkout. You'd call it talking, you're pulling it out? You're pulling it out. You don't have a machine. It's early ice. It's too early. Yeah, and you're looking for two people? Yep. Uh, my pick on this is the Clam XT, or the, the, the Nanook, Nanook, whatever you call it, XT Thermal. Because that's got, so that that has the newer, higher front on it that the clams have. So I think that's really interesting. But I did notice that this sucker's up to 83 pounds. Yes. So you're pulling it out, man, you get much over 65 and it's, that's work. It is. This is on the edge. You know, now if you're fishing by yourself, you can take a seat out, which helps. These still have the smaller tubs. So they're, it's, yep. it's a shorter tub. Um, but I think for pulling out, you know, actually, Jeff, we were talking about this. Th this actually isn't, if you're only going to pull it out ever, this isn't actually the one you should buy. Which one should you buy? This one is okay to pull, but would still work behind a machine. Which one should you pull out? So we were looking at the ice runners, right? The, the ice, ice runners. runners. Yeah, I forgot all about those. You were giving me that look like you forgot. I can tell on your face. You're like, ooh, I'm going to pounce on this one. They're very economical. They're they are. Right. Um, I think they cheat a little bit on the weight because they don't have a seat in them. Because if you look at flip over shacks, they, they do. Weigh, a lot of the weight is the seat. So if you put they a seat are. in there, it's going to weigh more. But but they're economical. Um, they have the back entry, which is different, I guess. I don't know. Kind of quirky. Well, I think the advantage, there is an advantage. There's a disadvantage and advantage to that. The advantage is then you can put all your stuff around the front. And it, since it's a low, so the ice runners are a very low tub design, four inches maybe, sidewall, six inches. And so you can easily unzip the back and come in and out on that tub. Um, the tubs really are big enough to put a, a chair in and sit. Oh, yeah. Um, no problem. So you can keep your feet off the ice, which you can't do in some of the other flipovers. It's true. I didn't think about so that. So you, if you have kids, you can keep their feet off the ice if you want. Yeah. You know, so they actually have some flexibility as how you sit in there. Actually, I think, you know, for the money. So, like, their two-man expedition, which is a big shack, that sucker is a three-person sled. Um, it's insulated. Yep. Interior ice floor space, not including sled. This is not including the sled. It's 75 inches by 58 inches. That's some serious ice territory. 30, 30 square feet. No, I think yeah. I would go with the expedition versus the bigger one, though. You think that's where the expedition sorry, is the, the one I'm looking at? The Explorer. You think the Explorer? It's a little Why do you smaller. think that? Because it's a little smaller, a little lighter for pulling out. And Jeff, we were talking about this. And Jeff, free shipping. Ooh, that's a big deal because shipping gets expensive. On, I mean, there's clam shacks that are a couple hundred bucks to ship it. Yeah, that Explorer is four twenty nine shipped. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. This is a great entry-level shack and a great shack for hand-pulling. 49 yep. pounds. That's. I think you're right. I think that's the one I would get. And if you're the guy that just doesn't mind sitting on a bucket with a pad on it, or you could put a, you know, you could get one of them lightweight aluminum folding chairs and sit in this thing. They weigh like three pounds. I, I think these are way underrated. I think it's weird that they have the skylight. I always thought that was weird. Like It is a little weird. Why do you want a skylight? <laughs> like, it let lights in, but I just feel like it's just a place for bad things to happen. Like, every car that has a sunroof leaks, right? Like, it's just kind of like, why would I put one in my shack? I don't know. 
I'm kind of glad we did this because I always forget about these guys. You know, my my clam is getting a little longer in the tooth, and I'm like, gosh, the new the new Nanook looks really nice, but they keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. The reason I like it is it's not because I can pull it. It's it's easy to drag around, but man, this this might certainly got some got some, some interesting features. I would add it to the fleet. I mean, that make a it's fifty pounds. It's actually the same size. It's actually lighter than my clam without the seats in, and it's bigger. I, I don't know if I'd promote towing that for a tow behind, but for walk out, no. I think if you're going to tow it, you'd have to build it a sled. Yeah. You'd yeah. have to build it a a thing. And maybe I should qualify tow behind. If you live on a small lake and you just tow it from shore to like, you'd be fine, right? If you're on Lake of the Woods where you tow it seven miles, that's where I think you're going to run into problems. Not fine. <laughs> but <laughs> plus, the, honest, the tub's so shallow, your stuff's going to bounce all over yeah. the heck. To be honest, most things aren't fine. <laughs> right in that situation, we've as we've seen, even the heavy duty stuff doesn't make it blow the whole front off of it. Yeah, we've we've seen that happen before. So, all right, so we got the two person walkout covered. I think that's we both agree. Which yeah, the ice runner house, man. I I really think that's the way to go to pull out. I think that those are the best ones. All right, so now we're talking two person tow behind a machine that neither one of us have. <laughs> I do not. Unless you count, unless you count my my GMC. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking four wheeler or snowmobile. Some of this is not just about tow behind, if I may. Some yeah. of it, you also have to consider this Yukon XT thermals designed to fit in a short bed pickup. Yes. So the pack size. So. The Nanook is 61 inches, which will fit in a short bed pickup. The Yukon XT will fit in a short bed pickup with the tailgate closed, right? Yes. Because you think you're like a, a short, a crew cab short bed pickup is usually five and a half feet, unless okay. you have some kind of special. So so you're talking, you know, 60, 66 inches is probably something under there, right? Yeah. So anything over that will not fit in a short bed pickup. And then the tonneau cover helps, too, if you have a tonneau cover and you want to shut it. What kind of height fits underneath the tonneau cover, Jeff? This is going to sound weird because I don't know the height, but a gas can with the spout on it will fit in my truck bed with the tonneau shut. That's, like, almost max. So what is that, like, three feet? I, I don't have an exact height, but... I'm Googling it. Well, if you look at the 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 sheet, it will say it fits in a tonneau cover it's like designed there's two of them that are designed to fit under a tonneau cover so i did this google search like height under various tonneau covers yep and the the, the type of trucks that come up and i'm gonna put trucks in quotes <laughs> is hilarious so are the are first you talking about a maverick ford maverick the first one is a honda ridgeline have you ever seen a guy in a Honda Ridgeline ice fishing <laughs> do guys in honda sorry Someone, i'm oh my gosh I'm, I'm going to get hate mail. You're going to go like, <laughs> I fish out of a Honda Ridgeline every day. Yeah. A Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> you know, same. A Rivian. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to make sure my ice shack fits in the bed of my Rivian. I don't know. That's well, this is just thing. generally like height under a tunnel okay. cover. I didn't say okay. ice fishing. But it just, the, the trucks that popped up first for that question, I was like, well, that that's not getting me to. So the the Jason the Yukon XT thermal is designed to fit in a short bed pickup, 
under the tonneau cover and it is 26 inches tall that gives you an idea of the height we're looking at all right let me look at this one somebody then one that says fits under a tonneau and a crew cab pickup the eskimo escape 2400 says it's 22 inches high so it's somewhere between 22 and 26 inches that you're looking at depending on your depending on if you have a honda ridgeline a rivian or a f350 super duty and I think that's something you really want to know, that Never. measurement. Yes. Because you will have no end to your sadness if you buy one of these things. Put it all together because they don't come together a lot, and it doesn't fit. And now you have to drive around with your tailgate open, and then your stuff falls out, and then you have to post on Fishing Minnesota Facebook page, Does anybody <laughs> find my ice shack I lost along Highway 10? My my three thousand uh, dollar live oh scope. My oh my god! How much sadness! Oh yeah. I don't know what's worse about that losing it or having to explain it to your spouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I I just might leave, never come back. Never come back. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's a good thing to keep. I don't know. There's so many flip over options. I put the otter xt pro x over lodge is the one that i picked for this toe behind category why did you like that what made that one sing to you i mean it's twelve hundred dollars holy <laughs> cats i know for a toe behind i think otter makes the heaviest duty one okay what's um, the weight on that bad boy so this weighs 124 pounds Jeez. like they even have a seat weight capacity in the specifications like 550 pounds. In your seat, in the ice fishing seat? Yeah, 275 for two people. Yeah. That's a stout dude. I know. Well, oh, that's people. per, that's, oh, 275 per seat. Yeah. Oh, that's not like five, well, that's not that much. I'm, yeah. I'm pushing, you put a <laughs> ice fish on there. me, we, we're gonna and have I'm problems. holding a beer and a <laughs> brat. <laughs> but, we're pushing weight limits here. <laughs> Northwoods Dave has the older version of this, but something very similar. But, you know, if you're dragging seven miles out in Lake of the Woods by your snowmobile, I feel like this is the one you want. It's it's heavy duty, right? That's my... So didn't somebody redo the doors, the side doors this year? Didn't Clam redo their side doors? Clam did, yes. Otter, I think, are about the same. Yeah, they're fully on the side. Clams yes. are fully on the side. Because yes. they for a while there, they were kind of wrapped around part the front and part the side yes it almost like it was a convertible like you could open almost the whole shack yeah you really could which was kind of cool so i'm looking it at lasted one year so i'm guessing it wasn't so cool yeah they decided that wasn't the deal <laughs> looking at the design and there again this will have to come back to when we can can look at them so i'm looking at you didn't like the clam a whole lot so i like this otter xt pro x over lodge so it has four doors there's two side doors there's a front door and a back door that's a lot of doors it's got a lot of doors i'm sorry maybe there's not a front door but there's a back door and side doors i was gonna look at the weights when you're towing behind i somewhat disregard weights not fully but like you're not pulling it how do you, you gotta get it on a trailer you gotta lift it sometime and that's empty. empty things out yeah but that's empty you're not getting any younger my friend but 124 isn't that bad for a tow behind. I haven't found one better yet. Yeah, so that's why I'm sticking <laughs> with that one. And there's an XT X over. The Pro has the back door. It's like a little more fancy. 
So you can like save a hundred bucks and get the X over not pro. I was looking at the one of the clams and it, it said something about like 160 pounds. Uh, there's one that the clam has that big, big one. I would call it a specialty. Got it. <laughs> it's there's a flip over that has two sides and four people can fish out of it. That's the heaviest one. The X200 Thermal XT from Clam, which is a new one for them this year. Yep. Did you look at that one at all? That one kind of caught my interest. The X series is nice because it's it's heavier duty is basically what it that is. Means. But yes. it also is talking about a one piece round hoop pole system. You know that might have some real merit as far as a setup and takedown scenario. Yeah, I think you might be right because that is a problem with side doors as they do get a little finicky as we've they do um so, so that one's fourteen hundred dollars yeah but I, I didn't know we were talking about money as an option no we're not right but mine is two hundred dollars okay. cheaper <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's walk through those two so mine has if i were to buy this 1200 denier fabric which you yeah got. okay you got that oh you, Term- you want Thermal skin, 90 grams of thin insulate per square meter. Yeah, they don't really list the the They don't. Um, no. I've got 30 square feet of fishing. Deluxe swivel seats, front to back, left to right, and removable. I don't know what kind of seats. It has those deluxe. Yeah, they don't go front to back. They just swivel. Okay, well, see, there you go. I do have one, the 1,200 denier, though. All right, all right. Uh, tubs and pole made in USA. No clue. No, <laughs> I would assume not because it's not listed. If it's not, yeah. So that means their tent is still made somewhere else. But yeah, um, one piece pole systems, no rubbing at corners. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know how often that they have. Somebody must not do their poles that way. I'm not familiar with that, but they seem to talk about that a lot. So maybe that's a thing. Do you have hammocks under your seat for storing gear in a center console? I don't list those things see i I, listeners you be the judge (laughs) you get that one i'll get the xt pro x over lodge and we'll try them out i would love to get this looks like an awesome thing but it would cost me it's like 1400 dollars for the shack right so then i need to buy a snowmobile yeah (laughs) or a snow dog a snow dog you could so hey Okay, diverge. Can I diverge again? We can. Um, I will warn you that we are at one eighteen right now. So, oh, that's that's the life we live. <laughs> People can pause and pick okay, it up snow tomorrow. dog, snow, snow dog. dog. So, snow dog was not made in the United States. Did you know that? Oh, I saw this today. I know what you're talking so about. So, snow dog has moved to the United States and joined with another company to produce snow dog in the United States. Hundred percent. I think actually they're a Russian company. I believe they were, so they probably could not so get that them from Russia. Went was going poorly. Yes, <laughs> yep. sure. But I think this move was in the works before the whole geopolitical thing blew up. So I do believe that because they actually were talking about it last year. I thought okay about moving moving. Um, I thought I'd read that. So sure, and they would have had to because if if they hadn't made some plans prior to, they'd be in a real problem. Yes. Anyway, so they are now based in Ankeny. Iowa. I know. I saw that. Yep, they moved to Ankeny. So I'm, I'm wondering. I, I need to reach out and see if I can go like on a tour of the Snow Dog factory. Uh, you need to do that. You need to talk to somebody from there. And then we could, we could 
put it on the podcast. Yeah, sounds perfect. To do a little interview with them and take some pictures. So um, I might work on that. We'll see. Which would be really cool to see their fact, you know, to kind of see how they're put together and, and how they do that. But yeah, really, so they moved. I really wanted to get one this year, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it might be a next year thing. Fully support. I will ride on your little snow dog train. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> get a little conductor hat on you. I guess would you bark in a snow dog train? Roof, roof. I don't know, but we'd find out the weight capacity of that dog. Right? That's for sure. <laughs> Well, you know, it'll list if you've I've looked, I've watched too many snow dog videos, but it'll say like pulls four hundred pounds, and then they show up pulling like six guys and five ice shacks, and I'm like, there's no way that's anything close to six hundred pounds. That's yeah, like two thousand pounds. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't know how they come to their conclusion. Well, so I really threw a foot of snow versus hard pack, yeah, maybe or something. Yeah, absolutely. So I really like this this um, this clam okay. house. I if I bought one of each, so if I bought a hub, I'd go Eskimo. Yep. A pullout by hand today, I would buy the Ice Runner. The Ice House Explorer, I think, is a wise choice. And if I was going to buy something I could drag um, behind a machine, I would do the X200 Thermal XT Clam. Those are my three. I'm going the Otter Hub, the Lodge, the middle size, and the... Ice runner like you, we both would have matching shacks. Nice. I know. And then I would go with the we're going with the Otter also for the the Otter XT Pro X over for my okay. hide. For the, the hub, I would probably go with the four fifty yeah. XD. I probably wouldn't go with the littlest one just because if I bought a brought a hub out, it's because somebody was coming with me. And there's um, not that much weight difference or it's not, not an, like a, you're not going from 50 pounds to a hundred pounds. No, it's, not it's, enough to justify yep. going with a smaller one. And the other, the other thing on the ice explorer, I just want to mention. So there's some good single, single house shacks, right? Size wise, but they're still heavier than that stinking ice, ice, uh, ice runner. And then you still have a shack that is big enough. If someone says, Hey, can I come with? Absolutely. Yes. You're, you're not having to have multiples. So there you go. Jeff and I struggled a little bit to come up with a legend tonight. So we would ask our listeners to please send us some legends. And we would also ask, so you can either send them in an email or if you want to send us a, an audio clip or a video clip that we can pull audio from of yourself telling the story, I would honestly actually prefer that because that would be awesome to hear it in your own, your own words. Cause it's hard to read somebody's legend and tell it the way it's meant to be told. So if you would do that for us, that'd be great. So I'm going to tell a legend tonight that I don't think Jeff's going to go back and review all our episodes to make sure we didn't tell this. 62 episodes. episodes. So this episode, this legend really is, it's an interesting legend because this is the first time, at least in my young, when I was young, and this is a number of years ago, I had 18, 19 years ago, Jeff. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Um, this was the first time as a group, I think, the Hardwater Fishing Invitational crew realized and made an adult decision based on our not wanting to die. We questioned the fact of should we continue with a certain thing or if we 
things go badly, we could die. I don't think we had ever contemplated that before this particular moment. So, and, and we stayed in the in in a trailer that marginally had heat, and it was thirty below, and we yeah, did that. We and that didn't bother us. Like no, we had four heaters running and <laughs> low oxygen, and we were fine. But this was the first time where, and I think so. Here, let me set the stage. We're on Red Lake. It was um, February, probably. Yeah, it was cold. And it was very, very cold. It was probably 35 below, 20. No, it wasn't that. It was like 20 below, but the deal was the wind was incredible. So it was very, very, very windy that weekend. I wore goggles. I wore goggles. Jeff wore goggles. I just used my safety squints. But Jeff wore goggles. So Oli had his four-wheeler. There was no very little snow on the ground. And Oli had his four-wheeler, and we had the... His snowmobile trailer hooked up behind it. We had a flip over and we had a suitcase shack that we would connect together and we'd all go fishing. And so we day, we were up there in Dave's ice house and we stayed on the lake. So we were not having a lot of luck. So we were transversing the lake looking for a new spot to fish. And we had to cross one of these plowed roads. And they were cranky about that. So when you busted through their berm, they would plow, plow it back in. They would fix it, which made it dicey to cross with a four-wheeler and a trailer on big time dicey so we had transversed what two miles maybe yeah. from dave's shack it was in the evening we were going to set up for the night bite we got set up we had all the heaters running and we were still cold we could not get warm and the wind was howling and it was getting colder the temperature was dropping even more and i think it was sean that finally was the mature one of the bunch makes How sense that I, happen? Sp yeah. I suppose actually he's kind of always you know Maybe had a little, hey guys. <laughs> Maybe we're, we're just dumb. burning propane here. We're just burning propane. Yes. <laughs> we're just well. That's we're just burning propane. Just here. burning propane. <laughs> just burning propane. We should put that on a t-shirt, and and basically talked sense and you know made a really logical argument to say, hey, if the four wheeler won't start, or we get stuck on this berm on the way back. We can't get warm because we can't, we don't have enough. We had nothing was insulated. We had nothing we owned was insulated at that time. You know, and we're still rocking Carhartts and basic boots. I mean, we were still at the very beginning of our ice fishing career. So we had pretty basic gear. And he said, you know, I think we all agreed that, dang it, you're, and it was unanimous. I, I mean, I was probably yeah. like a little reluctant because I'm always reluctant. But I think even I don't remember having any ill feelings about the decision either to say, hey, guys, it's time to make a decision <laughs> around safety and to return to home base so we didn't end up as frozen icicles in the middle of Red Lake at night. Um, you know, and we had headlamps and a four-wheeler headlight. I don't. We didn't have GPS. There was no GPS back then. No. I mean, we had GPS. I had a GPS, but I don't think we had it with us or had GPS. To but it know. wasn't like your phone. It was like you know. no, yeah, it was like the Garmin twelve. I think we probably had the Garmins okay. with, but but still, you know, it's it's pitch black. It's windy. Snow's blowing around. It's super stupid cold because that that was the same trip, Jeff, where we put the walleye in the rifle holder on the. <laughs> Yeah, because it formular. froze solid, yes. and we have a picture of us like sword fighting with frozen yes. solid walleyes. Yes. It was that cold that yeah. it was just stupid. I think, I think we broke a walleye in half too. Didn't we break one in half? 
We might have. It was <laughs> like the fish just broken in. Yeah. It wasn't one of our finer moments. We were really young folks. Don't yes. judge us. But it was the first the first trip I remember where we we made a an adult decision to say this this is unsafe. So that's the legend for tonight. Awesome. I'm glad you came up with that, Jay, because we were struggling. So please send some in. Yeah, please do, because I don't. That that's kind of uh, some vulnerability with that story. So, <laughs> but I feel like after six seasons, you know, we we can share some of those things with it. Sure. With you, so don't judge us too harshly. Well, thanks everybody. Tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet, where we talk about tactics gear and ice fishing legends we'll be back soon bye-bye till then signing off bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye.